Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another solo episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. I'm your host for this solo edition, JC DeLeon, and we have some actual basketball to talk about. There was a preseason game that was a tip-off, that was a starting lineup. It was everything. It was even at the CryptoCom Arena. There were no celebrities, probably because it was a preseason game, but overall, Basketball season is here. Training camp has started. Ethan has done a training camp preview. I think since that episode, off the court news with the Lakers, there's always bound to be some. And today was no different. A report from Shams and an article written in The Athletic detailed how close Russell Westbrook was to being traded to Indiana for that deal that we've heard so much about over the summer russell westbrook plus two first round picks in 2027 and 2029 for miles turner and buddy healed that was pretty close to being a done deal in the end the lakers brass and management decided to see if they can make it work with russell westbrook i don't know you know, off the court today, Russell Westbrook deleted his entire Instagram, which is usually indicative of some kind of unhappiness for an, for an NBA player, especially one who values his social media presence as much as Russell Westbrook does. But for now, it appears as though he's going to remain a Laker. And he started tonight starting lineup was Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, and Kendrick Nunn. Now, all we've been hearing out of the training camp so far is how great Kendrick Nunn has been looking. And Kendrick Nunn, for, for the most part, in his 20 minutes, he shot four for seven, made a three in the corner, two rebounds, one assist, turned the ball over five times, which is not ideal, but he scored nine points. Uh, it should be noted that in this first preseason game for the Lakers, uh, they did lose to the Sacramento Kings by 30 points, which is not ideal, not by any means. But they did play a solid first half, and the second half was an entire mishmash of the new guys, guys who may or may not make the roster, guys who are probably not going to end up seeing a lot of minutes, but you did see some promising things. And I'm going to go over some of that here in a little bit. So Anthony Davis. Let's talk about him in this game. He did come out in the last week and say that last year, in addition to the multitude of injuries that we did see, he was also dealing with a wrist injury that nobody apparently knew about. Which is part of the reason why he was such a horrendous shooter last year. And I don't know how true that is or how much prudence you lead to a statement like that from him. It's, it's definitely plausible. Anthony Davis has an injury that nobody knows about. I'm almost certain that's his daily life at this point. But the biggest thing with Anthony Davis last season was that he was an 18% three point shooter, which is horrendous by any measure. And, any point in history of the league, even when guys didn't know how to shoot, 18% was pretty bad. But tonight he shot two for four, shot pretty confidently, 
he waited out on the wings while some of the bigger while some of the bigs thomas bryan damian jones kind of posted up inside so spacing is a thing that this lakers team wants to do but there's a problem with that and we'll get into what the problem with the so far love of spacing is creating but really solid solid outing for anthony davis he played 16 minutes had a double double 11 rebounds 11 rebounds for anthony davis in 16 minutes that's fantastic he also scored 11 points while shooting four for nine two for four from three not bad his stroke looks doesn't look all that different so if he's going to end up being a higher percentage shooting shooter which at 18 percent is a pretty low bar to cover so he's almost definitely going to be a better shooter this season but two for four i'll take that if he's going to be a 35 percent shooter on the season that's that's amazing LeBron James, father time might be catching up to him. It looks like it's finally catching up to Tom Brady this year. LeBron James, 0 for 7. Did score 4 points, only played 16 minutes, shot 4 for 5 from free throws, which is nice. You definitely like seeing when he makes his free throws. Uh, only got one rebound, got two assists, couple really slick passes from uh, pick and rolls, one really nice one to Thomas Bryant, but in one turnover... Overall, a pretty solid game for King James there. Russell Westbrook. Let's go ahead and get into him since he's the third of the big three, and then we'll talk about the rest of the starting lineup. So one thing that's glaringly obvious in the first few minutes of this game, you don't know how indicative this is going to be of the rest of the season, but Kendrick Nunn is a more traditional point guard than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn is a scoring guard. He can be a one or a two, just like Russell Westbrook can be a one or a two. But in the first almost four minutes of this game, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I swear in the first four minutes of this game, Russell Westbrook doesn't touch the ball at all. It's Kendrick Nunn bringing the ball up. It's Kendrick Nunn initiating the offense or LeBron James initiating the offense. And Russell Westbrook standing in the corner just waiting for an open shot. And the first time they kick it out to him when he's standing out there in the corner, he slows down. He assesses what's in front of him. He takes advantage of a slower defender in front of him, dribbles to his left, gets an and one layup. That's what you want to see out of Russell Westbrook. Second time he has the ball. Pretty similar. Standing out in the corner, gets the ball on the kick out, assesses what's in front of him, Makes a drive, draws defenders to him. Kendrick Nunn comes around him. Russell almost makes a handoff pass to Kendrick Nunn for a layup. Pretty solid outing. So Russell Westbrook seems to have slowed down. He seems to have gotten the message that you don't need to go a million miles an hour 100% of the time. You can slow down. You can assess what's in front of you. I don't know if you can bottle up the kind of energy that Russell Westbrook provides or he needs to play with it's hard to imagine bottling that up for an entire season but tonight it appears that he is going to slow things down and I think it's going to make for a more efficient Russell Westbrook the trouble is what's a more efficient Russell Westbrook going to 
provide? What kind of stat line? It's probably not going to be a stat line that's worth the $47 million price tag, but that's a discussion for another day. Damian Jones, magical tenure with the Lakers his first time around a couple of years ago. Not so much tonight. 21 minutes, shot 0 for 3. He shot a three-pointer, which he missed. One for two free throws, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks. As a unit, defensively, this team can play defense, which is good. Five, you know, um, eight blocks and four steals for the team overall tonight. This team can play defense. So that's definitely good. Kendrick Nunn played 20 minutes, shot four for seven, like I said, one for three, uh, scored the nine points. Uh, I think the star off the bench tonight, and there was a couple of shining moments that you saw from the bench, despite the fact that they got outscored pretty heavily in that third quarter. But Wenyan Gabriel, four block shots tonight tenacious defender on defense he blocked shots if you were guarding him straight up he blocked shots if you got ahead of him and he had to catch up 10 rebounds for Winnie and Gabriel one steal just a really solid defensive game for him three for eight from field goals I don't think you're going to rely too much on him to score but he was an extremely extremely solid defender tonight Cole Swider who I was really excited to see. He played 19 minutes, and he put up seven shots. And that's good. I think with what he's what he can bring to this team, 19 minutes is probably a little too many minutes. But seven field goals, dude shoots with absolute confidence. And he made, you know, shot three for seven. Two of those are threes, two for four from three. Uh, two for three from free throw. He got fouled on a three-point shot. So he got three free throws, only made two of those. Didn't do anything else. <laughs> didn't get any rebounds, didn't get any steals, didn't get any blocks. Didn't turn the ball over, which is all right. Didn't foul anybody. Literally just went out there to shoot. And that's really all he needs to do. Juan Toscano Anderson played 22 minutes. Tried to do a little bit of everything. Shot three threes, missed three threes. You're going to sense a theme with how I describe what people shot tonight. Thomas Bryant played 19 minutes. The other the other center, the other big. Shot one for three. He also missed a three-pointer. Four rebounds, blocked a shot. Oh, did all right. Patrick Beverly. I think people are going to be really interested to see... You know, how Patrick Beverly played in his first time in a Laker uniform. He played 13 minutes, shot one for five, grabbed three rebounds, got one assist. The thing about Patrick Beverly and Austin Reeves, and I noted this on Twitter, is they are two guys who, you know, in in Pat Bev's case, this is throughout his career, but Austin Reeves last year and Pat Bev throughout his career, those are, those are two guys who... When they are in the game, good things just happen. Somehow, kind of magically, somehow by accident. But, like, they are a magnet for just good things to happen. 
Austin Reeves kind of clumsily dribbled the ball up full court, drew a couple of defenders to him, made a slick pass to Thomas Bryant for a really great dunk, or it might have been Wendy and Gabriel for a really great dunk. Patrick Beverly led a fast break that led to an alley-oop to Juan Toscano Anderson, of all people. And you can sort of see the value in Pat Bev. Pat Bev, he got over the back calls. He benefited from just, you know, once once the team, the opposing team is in the penalty, that's kind of where Pat Bev, Bev thrives because he can get people to foul him. He's like Jamie Tart and Ted Lasso. Austin Reeves, he played 20 minutes. He shot one for five. He made a three. His three-point shot looks better than it did last season. Got a couple of rebounds, four rebounds, one steal, one assist. Scotty Pippen Jr., he played 15 minutes. Really solid rebounder, really solid defender, good passer, good steal. Not a great shooter. I would really like it if Scotty Pippen Jr. was as tall as his dad, but he's not. Max Christie, the only draft pick for the Lakers. He played 25 minutes. Shot two for eight. Missed two threes, but he did grab five rebounds, got three assists. So played a fairly solid game. But what stands out about this team? Well, a couple of things. The starting unit in the first half, this is obviously a team that barely met each other a week ago. And so you don't have the familiarity, you don't have, and you hear Ethan and I talk about this a lot on this show, they don't have the chemistry. They looked tonight like a team that understands the proverbial work philosophy of we don't always have to like, you don't have to always like your coworkers to get along. And it's true, you don't have to like your coworkers. But it'd be ideal for a basketball team if they all liked each other. Second thing that stands out about this team man, this team cannot shoot. <laughs> this team cannot shoot. Cole Swider can shoot, but Cole Swider can't shoot this team into the playoffs. This team cannot shoot. Now, you know, LeBron does kind of look like this early in the season sometimes. His three-point shot isn't necessarily the best early in the season. Anthony Davis did shoot two for four, as did Cole Swider. Patrick Beverly made a three. Austin Reeves made a three, but... You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about how the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner trade isn't necessarily going to make this team into a contender, and it might not. But I can't imagine a world in which a career 40% three-point shooter who can truly space the floor. If the Lakers are going to have this philosophy of loving spacing on the floor, you have to be able to shoot. And this team can't shoot. Buddy Heald can shoot. I can't imagine a scenario in which adding a career 40% three-point shooter and an elite shot blocker in Miles Turner can hurt this team. Especially given the kind of lackluster performance that you saw, and granted it's early, but the lackluster performance you saw out of Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant, Miles Turner and Buddy Heal are going to help this team. If... All Russell Westbrook is going to do is be a decoy in the corner 
waiting for the ball to get kicked out to him for him to do whatever Russ does. That's not worth the price tag of this season. That's certainly not worth two draft picks five and seven years from now in the future. When so much of professional sports is reliant on win now, win now, whatever it takes to win now. Why are the Lakers so worried about two draft picks five and seven years from now in the future? The league will be an entirely different league in five years. Just trade the damn draft picks. But overall, I mean, despite the 30-point loss, I think there's a lot to be excited about there's a lot to there's certainly a lot to grow still you want to see a better game out of Scottie Pippen Jr. you want to see a more impactful game out of Austin Reeves you have yet to see what Dennis Schroeder can do for this because he's still working out his visa to get back into the country and be with this team but you liked what you saw out of Anthony Davis you liked what you saw out of Kendrick Nunn you liked what you saw to Wenyan Gabriel. I liked what I saw to Cole Swider. I don't know if anybody else will. And you know, I'm I'm probably gonna end up warming up to Patrick Beverly. I I know I am. I've never liked him before. He's annoying. I don't like the antics. I'll never like the antics, but I'll I'll probably warm up to him. I like the effort that I saw to Max Christie. I don't know how much of a player he can be in this league, but I think he can be a player in this league, and so can Scottie Pippen Jr. You didn't see Matt Ryan come off the bench. You didn't see Troy Brown Jr. You didn't see Jay Huff. Jay Huff is a G League superstar, and I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to be a G League superstar, but he's a seven-footer who can shoot, He can pick and pop. He can jump really high. He's a good shot blocker. I think he has a place on this team. I don't know who's going to end up making the roster. I don't know who the Lakers might end up looking in the buyout market. But I'd really like to see Jay Huff make this team. Because I think he can find a place. I could be wrong. Um, Dennis Schroeder we talked about is having the visa issue. Still trying to make it into the country. Dwayne Bacon was recently signed. I don't know why he didn't play tonight. Lonnie Walker, the fourth mid-level exception, the big free agent signing, if you will, uh, dealing with an ankle injury. And Javante McCoy, uh, I'll be honest, I don't know very much about him. Went to Boston University, didn't play tonight, coach's decision. There's probably a reason for that. But... Yeah, that'll wrap up the solo edition for tonight's game. I think we're going to try to do more game wrap-ups throughout the season. They're going to be shorter pods like this one. Um, Basically, just going to give you our thoughts game to game. Uh, We probably won't be able to do every game, but we'll certainly try. I don't know off the top of my head when the Lakers' next preseason game is, but suffice to take away so the good the bad the ugly 
the good for tonight anthony davis kendrick nunn wendy and gabriel cole slider uh the bad the bigs i didn't really like what the the two of them brought to the table they just weren't very impactful other than on def defense they had some good plays on defense um and the ugly lebron james <laughs> i don't know how often i've ever thought that or said that you know throughout his career he's he's my favorite player of all time but man was he ugly tonight uh over seven you're probably not going to see that ever again throughout the season um that's basically what the good the bad and the ugly was tonight but before i sign off it's the preseason so you know what that means guys it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops do you remember who led you to tyrese halliburton dejounte murray terry rozier and Michael Bridges before any other rank list? That's right. It was the Brewski 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Well, this year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time, and the Ethos 360 subscribers can get access to that in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the Premium tab to grab membership or draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. So check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues again with Sports Ethos. So that's going to wrap up this solo edition of the Ethos Lakers podcast. Uh, Ethan and I will probably be on together at some point in the preseason before the season starts. Um, I don't know when the next Lakers preseason game is. But we'll certainly do a wrap-up of that. Hopefully things will get better. Again, this wasn't a terrible outing. The Sacramento Kings played all 20 members of their roster. They all played at least six minutes. There's a lot of hungry guys out there trying to make rosters. And so you saw huge effort out of the Kings tonight, whereas I think from LeBron and Russell Westbrook and AD, you didn't necessarily see a huge effort for longer than the 10 to 15 minutes that they played. So this wasn't the worst outing. It wasn't an ideal outing. There was some good. There was some bad. There was some ugly. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Ethos Lakers. You can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroth. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at JCDeLeon1. Until next time, we are out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.